Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Talk. Here we are, April the 11th, uh, 2022. We're joined by our soul retrieval ancestral healing specialist, Miss Many Birds. Many Birds, sorry. I always wanted everything needs a pronoun these days or something. And that's not a pronoun, that's a prefix. So, you know, we can get over that. Many Birds, please tell us more about yourself. About myself, I'm a shamanic death medicina and psychic surgeon by nature. I was initiated into Reiki level one uh, 13 years ago and received my own Reiki master symbol without ever having studied Reiki and healed an animal that was dying my first try without any teaching or anything. I didn't even know what the symbol was. I had to find out by someone else later on. I um, help people recover from ancestral trauma and karma. I am an etheric surgeon and a multidimensional psychic being. So, and an ascension ascension way shower. So I help people complete the process of collapsing the chakra bodies into the heart, which then becomes a soul star chakra, which is the true human chakra body. Wow. That's, uh, you know, a, a lot of people give, you know, this, this instant, um, ignorance i'm going to call it to anything of that of that sort mm-hmm. quite often and and i i won't say a lot of people i shouldn't say a lot of people but there is a there is a percentage of people that think you know there's not much to that but you yourself you've you've had some you've had some times in your life or even past life that's led you to where where we are today and, and to realizing what what these gifts are right Well, I didn't even believe in past lives until I started remembering my own and they created major healing in my body. I healed lifelong excruciating endometriosis by having past life memories and removing the, well, once it was two giant swords from me committing seppuku as a Japanese samurai in another life. I was a psychotic maniac in general who loved killing people. And had to kill myself because all the people I killed's relatives came to kill me. So I wouldn't let them do it. And up into having another past life memory where I had enslaved a bunch of people and a big black disc of energy came up off my womb and I cried for the shame of doing it. And my next um, menstrual cycle was pain-free. But that took a process because karma is layered upon us and what psychic surgery does is it removes a layer and and i channel the the trapped trauma that's left in our genetics our dna and our cellular tissue and as i channel it through me the person that i'm working with receives healing and it makes room for their soul or their ancestors to come home back into those cells It's very real. It's in fact, the most original medicine known to man. It's what we did before we pretended that doctors were going to help us (laughs) before we made up that illusion. No, well, there's natural medicines are always, and I don't care what what anybody says. I just don't give a shit, but natural medicines are are always um, more beneficial yeah, they're at the, they go to the root rather than just chopping you into pieces 
or like doctors would have just robbed me of my womb, which is my most powerful gift as a woman um, and for creating and for manifesting and to creating life. So, um, and I know many, many women who've had that, that Frankenstein medicine put upon them by doctors who just don't know what they're doing. So the way that I heal is when you, when you heal the etheric, um, that's where everything begins. So it just takes time and it settles into the third dimensional reality and then it flips and you get a miraculous healing and it's permanent. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Um, So I've always had this question on like, and I think you're the, you'd be the one to answer it. Um, So like, I kind of have this theory, but when you die, is it your soul like theory? Is it your soul that's recycled and your spirit goes on? Like, is like, or do people's, do you know what I mean? Like, like if, say, if I had to like talk to my my ancestors, whether it's my grandparents or, or generations past. And I like sitting here now as like ancestors hear me, do you know what I mean? But, but those ancestors that have passed away, have they themselves, their souls gone on to other other a, beings like is it does it separate it is there like a, a body of like like i don't know if you want to call it a heaven or whatever you want to call it and then and then their souls themselves get recycled into the our earth or wherever we are from from 13 years of doing this i have discovered that we give birth to our grandparents and our great-grandparents i'll be i'll be i've sat like down to their do- souls or yeah yeah you, oh, it's like through our children or like ourselves? Yeah, even our children. Our children are our, our great-grandparents. Whoever's ready, whoever's ready to come through. And um, that could be like generations past, not just like the recent. You, you literally are all of those people in the past that are on your lineage, right? Well, yeah. Like you're even, you, you've just been recycling over and over again. So you're every third or every fourth being. Mm-hmm. But like, you're, when we get like our grandparents, it's going to be like two sets of them coming together into like one major being, right? So it's going to be like a whole new being in, in a sense, right? But it's Very not much. just one. It's going to be like, oh yeah, like two pairs or whatever coming yeah. together, right? It, or it all integrates, right? Like I have, I have uh, six or seven bloodlines, which creates more karma for me to work through. Um, but also, I am. I think that's why my name is Many Birds. One of the reasons um, is I have many, many ancestors within me. And the more work I do to remove the past life memories when I, of when I was those people in the past, I make space for that part of them to come back to me, if that makes sense. I'll, okay, I'll so and is that their souls or their spirits or their genetic or a little bit of everything or is it like is it hard Maybe. to explain There's some stuff. It, it it here's a couple of stories that will help you understand why i see things this way i did a tarot reading for a friend a couple years ago and her father shows up behind her in the etheric i described this man i don't know who he is but i describe him what he looks like and she goes that's my dad and i'm like why is, did he pass away and she said yeah he died last year and he was there asking me to ask her, even though she had come to me for a tarot reading for a, a house they were going to buy to see if it would be a good thing to do. 
if she could have another child so that he could be reborn as her child and make up for what he lacked as a parent in as her parent and what did so she say he, so that he could love her the way he always wanted so far no dice because her first kid is a monster <laughs> what if she was like no screw you <laughs> yeah that's what she so far she hasn't done it because they didn't get along now i have a best friend who i've been friends with for a long long time i went up to Kelowna to visit her and her parents and i saw on the walls uh, pictures of her grandmother and and she didn't look anything like her parents and I'm like where where did this girl come from she looked nothing like them and then I see the grandmother in the pictures and I'm like oh my god she looks exactly like my bestie so I talked to my bestie about it and and she goes yeah she died the day before I was born and my best friend is a is an artist and she travels all over the world she's a muralist and a body paint artist she's trained to be a tattoo artist right now and I said to her, was your grandmother, did she ever want to be an artist? And she said, yes, but she couldn't because she had five children and my best friend does not want children. So there's all these correlations that show it's most likely that's her, her grandmother is her. And now she's getting to live as the artist as opposed to the mother. And I have loads and loads of stories like this. So I don't know all the answers of how it's all, the machine is all works, you know? But these, these examples are really, really strong for me in understanding that there's nowhere else to go, that death is definitely not the end. I mean, it's just a space where consciousness witnesses nothingness forever. And is, do you, is do you think that, uh, that Earth is a, like, like they, I, there's this theory that Earth is like a prison planet and the souls mm -hmm. kind of just get stuck in no. Earth? Or do, or do they go everywhere in the universe? And there's like a, there's life in a billion other galaxies and planets and forms and that. It yeah, this brings me back to the collapse of the chakra system. So when my chakras collapsed, the, the sacred heart collapsed into the heart chakra and making it into a big yellow disc with pink and peach and gold sparkles outside of it. A year and a half later, my root chakra and solar plexus chakra so two of my lower chakras collapsed up into the heart and made it into a giant what i just keep calling soul star this chakra was so big it was coming it's still coming out of my shoulders so that i'm my own son so what i have learned from that is that there is no place else but earth this is the center stage for all life to come through in these avatars, whether it's the Arcturian Council up here in the crown or the reptilian race down in the root chakra. And the root and the solar plexus we take on in the galactic cycle known as the dark ages. We agree with the reptile that we bite the red root chakra, the red apple, the round apple of the root. And we take on that reptilian force and the ego that lives in the solar plexus and we come down into the density arcs. And then at the end of that cycle, which is where we're just hitting right now, the quote unquote end of time, we collapse it and we rise into our Christhood, our Christed selves, because I strongly believe that Christ is an ascension process, not a man. But that if that man existed, he was here to tell us that love is the way because it's all about being the heart chakra, the soul. Does that make any sense? 
Totally. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that, um, and, and this isn't because I've, I've spent a lot of time reading books, but I do have a belief that uh, if, you know, the existence of, of Christ, for instance, and we, we don't tend to talk much about religion on this podcast, but in my belief, and I think I've mentioned this before, in my belief, if you look at the books, you see that Christ was missing for some time, and then he was able to heal people and, you know, and perform all these, you know, water into wine kind of miracles, right? And, and healing people. Um, the, the number one was the healing of people because um, I've done some reading in, in Buddhism and I, I love the religion of Buddhism because unlike other religions, it doesn't poke you for trying another religion or even looking into other religions, whereas other religions tend to, you know, um, discredit anything but their religion. So, um, but one of the interesting things that I've noticed, and there's been other people that have, have actually uh, written about this saying that there's a chance that that Christ actually did spend some time in, in Himalayans um, amidst the Buddhist monks that were, were apparently there at that time and possibly picked up that ability and, and, and basically found that healing uh, strength within himself. So I do have a story as well about uh, what I believe to be... Um, I'm not sure yet whether it was a spirit or soul, but when I spent last days with my with my grandmother and I'm I'm the middle of a, a split family of seven kids so it was sad enough for me to be the only grandkid there out of seven for her last days but that was her dying wish was to see her grandkids so I was there as often as I could and that morning that she passed which was remembrance day I remember waking up that morning and feeling a rush of some sort and it's hard for people to understand, but it's my belief, and I have no problem sharing, that mm-hmm. I felt like that energy came to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, half an hour, maybe 20 minutes later even, I got a call from the home saying, yes, she has passed. And it was like, I kind of had that feeling already, so I was already at peace about it in a way. And, yeah. uh, you know, when people say, oh, I have a guardian angel looking over my back, well, it, it may be internal more often than you're aware, right? So literally that she returned to your cells and is with you when shamanism came for me in 2012 my abuela came behind me because she had forsaken her shamanism and her mexican heritage to for catholicism and money materialism and moved to china and became a model and did not like even speaking that she was mexican so when shamanism came for me she had already been dead for a while but i believe her soul went into Um, limbo because of her beliefs and when it came for me that day I saw her and felt her and heard her behind me going with the with the shawl on and a sombrero on you know to say to me I'm so grateful that you're reclaiming my soul and my heritage it was a beautiful you're paused um yeah my friend my friend had this experience like that where he um Oh, we lost Nathan. Sorry. Yeah, that's lost okay. Nathan. But uh, I guess he went, like his grandfather died and he like went into his grandfather's house. Mm. And uh, he like walked into the room. I was like, I don't know if it was like nighttime or something, but he saw his grandfather's like, like ghost, like rocking in the rocking chair, just looking at him. And he just kind of like, like nodded his head and then like just disappeared. And he wow. sweared, swears that it's like, he actually, uh, 
he yeah, actually he, saw his ghost or if that's what you want to call it or his spirit, spirit or would be his spirit i believe what ghosts are are an, an uh a, emotional and mental imprint on a space or an object uh, that can also attach to a person i don't believe that it's um the actual person or the soul because my own death experience was so extreme that it kind of taught me that once you're on the other side there's none of that everything is here and in death there is nothing except consciousness so he um definitely experienced the spirit of his grandfather but it was more of a projection from his own expectation that when his grandfather passed he would see that he would have that comforting experience and that's beautiful you know that's because we're all one being right there and and once you're gone you're gone and then I have no idea though how it works like that we get reincarnated except for those people who go into the light they say when I died there was an option to go to the light and I didn't I went straight into the abyss and I feel the light is the reincarnation tunnel where you just go right back into reincarnation you don't get that time or that lack of time in the abyss where you're you're absolutely nothing I forgot that I was ever human or that humans even existed once I was there. Hmm. It's very Sorry, Nate, Nate just, just messaging. Um, he yeah. just said that the power went out in his house, so he has to sign on again. So he'll be, he'll be right back. I figured something booped him. So my, yeah. I have a little kind of like, it's similar, but my theory is like, it's hard for me to explain, but from what I've gathered over the last so many years is like, to me, the soul is like the seed that transfers, um, like kind of what you're talking about, the different ancestors and energies. So like when someone's born into a mother's womb, that's the soul being planted into the mother's womb. But when they die, fast forward to when they die and the soul ends, that, that seed has cr now created, uh, it's created a life form, a sentient life form, right? or a sentient energy that, that then leaves the physical body that that was their learning, the vessel, vessel for them learning or trying to make up for the past mistakes or, or whatever learning experience they need to, to have. Like if you, if you, if you've stumbled and fall and made a mistake in your past life, it doesn't make mean that you can't try again. So once they die, then that, that spirit energy goes up to whatever spirit energy I'm not talking about the soul. I'm talking about the spirit goes up to this gathered energy of higher intelligence, something that we, none of us can even fathom. And I'm sure it's different from everybody and everyone has a different experience, but it goes up into this bank of, of like this, this graduation kind of thing where it's gathered and like, and like, like you said, you're in touch with your past lives and that kind of thing. It's kind of, it's almost like a library of spirit energy. And it's like, it's something that's like, we can't even put to words as, as human beings. Like you and I can't even, it's, it's so like, not even, that's why I don't buy into any Bible books or anything. Like when they talk about heaven or whatever, um, I don't think human beings can put that to words because we haven't really fully experienced it. We just have this faith that there is something there that, that happens. So, and then that soul itself, um, is, is transferred wherever it it goes and I don't even know how it decides where it needs to be at that time but that's what 
it could it could go back into your your next generations or it could go i'm thinking it could go to like some other galaxy or something but like we, we think that time is linear and that this earth is is us mm -hmm. i think that that this whole other dimension is like puts everything physical into is it's kind of like a joke where we see things as physical where that other dimension whether whether you want to call it heaven is is like a oneness and like if you if you hear about like seriously enlightened like aliens or whatever they talk about the oneness like they are they're in contact with the oneness they're they've or their vibration has allowed them to reach that other oneness and I, I think like like yourself um you're getting closer rather than maybe some other people who are are not in touch with their spirituality as much as you are you're so getting closer to that to that being right yeah so what you're referring to is 60 consciousness what i experienced in death was oneness and what that means buckle your seatbelt, is that there is only one of us at the deepest place so in death i was 100 percent alone i was consciousness and nothing but consciousness just the witness completely alone in utter darkness as eternity i myself was eternity but i so i had to come to the realization that you and i are one being there is no other that the stars themselves are are me and the space in between is me there is no god that is not me nor is there any blade of grass that is not me there is no breath or lungs to breathe them that is not me and the same for you from your perspective so the heaven you're talking about is actually the experience in the avatar as the soul star because here we find peace i lived my entire life in horrible abuse and mental illness consequently as is my karma from having so many bloodlines and one of my bloodlines is anunnaki or as some people like to call it Anunnaki, which is not how you say it. <laughs> but um, I carry a bloodline that it, it makes me this way sure. It, it makes me A, have a lot of karma and B, be a natural born psychic surgeon, but also and multidimensional person, but also um, the other thing that I was saying that now has slipped my mind, <laughs> but also have this, this different perspective, right? and uh and have all the karma of mental illness i healed borderline personality disorder through psychedelic ceremony which i mean no doctor you know anyone who you would tell that to 20 years ago would say you're mad now thankfully because of people out there spreading or remembering our shamanism when I speak to people about this stuff, they don't call me crazy anymore. Thank goodness. It's been a long time living with <laughs> being called crazy. Did you, did you know that I'm a fellow shaman? <gasps> I did not I, know that. I went through the Munakai ceremony. Oh, wow. From real oh. shaman. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I went through the ceremony. I'm actually an initiated shaman. Um, I never call myself a shaman. <laughs> if that means anything to anybody, which it probably doesn't, but. Oh, for me, shamanism, I never call myself a shaman. I am Neither walking I. in shamanism, but yeah, how else do you say it, right? 
Um, I'm walking in shamanism, which for me, it just means I am multidimensional and completely attuned to my nature as a, as a, hu a true human being, which means the trees talk to me and the birds teach me. And, you know, just like we are when we're at our best, right? When we're at our most open and fluid and in touch with our bodies and the body of, of earth and nature and each other. But I was going to say, what you're thinking of, that place where we have all those memories and stuff, that's the Akashic library. Right, right. Right. And that's what I have access to easily and effortlessly. But I did practice for years to become a clairvoyant. I was born an extreme empath to the point of torture. And now I use that empathy to help others because um, when I'm doing sessions for people, it's almost as though they're inserting a disc into my chakra, whatever it may be, my heart chakra or my sacral chakra or whatever. And I express the emotion that that being has been unable to express. And so when the session is done, they feel so much relief and so much um, energy. They start getting insights. It, un it literally unplugs you from, from whatever is blocking you. Sometimes it's a sword in the person's back. Sometimes it's a big blood clot in the root chakra. Sometimes it's like a big dryer lint in the crown chakra. <laughs> a snake around the neck or a noose around the neck. It's everyone's is different. And I also, once I've cleared the chakra, animals show themselves. So your power animals will come up. And I'm just now in my 13th year, really learning about the power of that because the animal is the soul retrieval as well, because they're our ancestors. They're a part of us. Like we're Lego people and one Lego is bear and one Lego is wolf. And one Lego is bovine and one Lego is raccoon and so on and so forth. But because we've lived in this inverted Luciferian system that we've been in since for 2022 years, um, since they inverted the natural church, we all believe that nature is Wait, what, what time, when time did that start happening? Like, I believe that one like Roman times or when Christ was crucified or. Yeah, I believe they inverted it when they began our our calendar, which is uh, one A.D. Beginning there, they stole the story of Christ and and they it. and they stole the they changed the calendar, didn't they? They stole they, they kind of everything. changed it to their own nature, didn't yeah. they? They changed the zodiac. They changed. They the took calendar. away the lunar calendar. Well, yeah. they didn't take it away, but they kind of adapted it to be a little bit askew askew. Yeah, they twist everything, right? They twist everything in nature uh, because they're playing God um, and they can't just leave it alone. Just to That's, kind of keep us a slave a little bit to their very, to the driving force of but entirely, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's Lucifer. It's a program. It's a mind matrix program to, to push us to wake up and realize we are God and we can be Christed and we don't have to play that game we can step out of the wheel of karma and walk in peace and balance instead that's right and we're we're all kind of like our own our own i mean i'm not i'm not trying to like diss christ or anything like that but i'm just saying we're all kind of like our own gods walking our own path absolutely christ and was the learning messenger. our own like there's good to, it's good to have teachers and stuff obviously but but it's like you said, like when you're like walking around and you're aware of your surroundings and, and everything that's going on in your life, there's a lot of people that aren't in touch with that. 
And a lot yeah. of people, especially in this day and age, need to start start waking up to that. And and a lot of people are. I don't. Maybe it's because of the internet and people making it like yourself more aware of what's going on compared to what happened like maybe thirty years ago or whatever. But I'll tell you what. That's good it is. to see. It's the one hundred and forty four thousand original incarnators are have woken up. I am one of them, and we are placed strategically around the globe. Um, like perfectly placed so that we, our awakening spreads out and awakens those who are meant to ascend. Not everyone is meant to ascend, unfortunately. And that's why we're seeing so many die and we're seeing so many go down the Luciferian mind matrix path where they believe the TV, which is run by all the Luciferians. <laughs> Bless yes. their souls. I was raised by it. I grew up in front of it and I'm so grateful to have been able to just recognize that there was nothing for me on TV 10 years ago or 12, 13 years ago. I know. I, I noticed that too. Like if you stop watching TV for a while and then, then pick up again, you kind of have the sickening feeling inside if you're, ah, yeah. you know what I mean? Which means maybe you're, you're better off without it. You're kind of just yeah. like awakening into yourself rather than <laughs> being brainwashed or yeah, you letting allow- your mind slip you can allow your life to happen naturally. And that's, and and you can just be what, like when I go outside, life is beautiful. But when I look at the TikTok news and, you know, know. like what's actually going on by the Luciferians, it's like, whoa, I have Um, to get into many birds. We're down to one minute. I just want to, if you get cut off there, we'll have to, um, we'll, we'll have a little break and then we'll come up with round two. Um, hopefully Nathan's technical difficulties yeah. uh, have ended by then and you can join us again yeah I'll for send the it part send three it so you. just grab some of your uh, special tea and yeah. we'll be we'll be back shortly for more can I say spiritual talk <laughs> I hope you're having a good time tonight with us and yay yeah I'm having lots of fun that's it's a nice good. surprise to our to our listeners um uh, many birds has uh to catch up all right welcome back to part two of our special episode of shit talk i'd like to call this the spiritual connection episode we're here with um many birds and she's uh she's giving us a little lesson on what's going on with the chakras and this and that so um enjoy in part one i got cut off where i was just mentioning um because we have the video feed through uh zoom but i was mentioning that um she has some really cool tattoos going on like Mm. very i don't know what style of tattoos that would be called but it's very uh very unique and um special yeah hardcore (laughs) all my tattoos are earned uh through trial by fire so basically because i have so many bloodlines and so much karma to work through i as I reclaim the spaces in my body with soul retrieval, I wear them as a badge or as a banner on my outside. So each tattoo I get intuitively and um, I get discounts. That's (laughs) (laughs) also is like a good sign that it's meant to be. Um, This one sent me into celibacy, which I've been in for five years. And- Oh, you're directing your true energy now. Celibacy has taught me so much and I, I get it now why monks and nuns are supposed to, I'm not saying they necessarily always do, but are, are supposed to practice celibacy because 
it's part of the collapse of my lower chakras. It healed my sex shadow where I was sexualizing myself and others. And now I'm just pure. And the only way to get to that part of me is through my heart, which is what the true human being is, right? That's why yeah. love is the answer. That's why Christ, you know, everything that he was quoted as saying is, is so much truth. And we all know that, right? No matter who we are, we all know that. Even if we're atheists, we know that love is, has to be the answer because if we're one being, then we need to love our neighbors the way we love ourselves because they are us, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Even if they are smelly or whatever. <laughs> whatever they do that's annoying <laughs> yeah that's that's true that's an important thing that we always forget that um the one if we when we realize that we're all the same we're all going through the same problems in our lives we all we all wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night and um go to the yeah, bathroom and have all the same emotions or we all have have battles big and small some of our battles are bigger than others right and i don't know it's easier to love or to forgive when you've been through hell as well. And you can just say, yeah, I've done that. I get it. And that's what makes me an awesome shadow worker because I've had almost every shadow known to man <laughs> and <laughs> integrated them. And that's, again, this was about, it's called Kuan Yin level one. I call it is learning grace and also learning um, my worth to not just give myself away to someone for no reason <laughs> loving myself so that i don't give myself away unfortunately that's the karma of queens and kings we come back when we have a great deal of power over others in our in our earlier lives we create so much karma that in our we have to split up our souls split up that's why you'll meet many women who say they were cleopatra because her soul has propagated like the seed of life like this so Cleopatra is the center of the seed of life. And when she dies, she has so much karma. She spreads out her soul and is born as many and so on and so forth. And within that, those souls, like my Cleopatra soul also has this other soul and this portion and this portion. And so as we get to the end of time, the reason ancestral healing is so important is because we've got all these portions of ourselves that are fragmented. And we need to call them home. And that's basically what shamanism really is, is, is the homecoming of the soul and living in wholeness with who we truly are in our nature, not our opposite of nature, <laughs> which is what- How do you, um, how do you feel about the, the Mayan long count calendar and how, it, how it's, how it ended? It came to an end. I don't know if that's 2012 yeah. or, or- the, that was however many 2000 something years it was or maybe it was more i don't know um, so what was it 5000 years i can't remember but i can't remember either but they, they they actually had like an end of the calendar which was was that like a re, was that a, re, a spiritual ending or was that like a, a astrological ending or both, both or both um for me that's when shamanism came so that was the end of my old life i was a i was a platform artist and cage dancer <laughs> and alcoholic you know and when 2012 came that was it for that done you and mean like in this life you were is that's what you were yeah yeah that's what i used oh to do. so you've had your you've had your fun now you're taking yeah, a lot 
I, too much fun, really. <laughs> now I've, I find my fun in nature and I hula hoop and I bike and I do normal things, right? Um, so yeah, extremes. Also, we're going through a pole shift right now on earth. So not only um, are both the poles supposedly um, heating up right now and about to shift, but what's happening within us is the he when the healing happens, we shift. For instance, I, being raised by the television my whole life, identified as a liberal, but I was not. <laughs> when I woke up after a ceremony I did, which removed illusion from my face like a, like a burlap sack had come off, um, I was able to see that I was not paying attention. That's all, that's all it is when you're on that side is mental illness and you're, not, you're so wounded that you can't handle anyone else's pain. So rather than actually pay attention to what's happening and invest yourself in educating yourself and research, you just go along with it and try to be a good person because you've got such a load on your back of your own problems and wounds. So those unhealed wounds make you unable to question the devil that's coming at you from the mainstream with all its distortion and nonsense. And now it's getting so intense that it literally the devil is daring them to wake up and just admit you're wrong. But a narcissist cannot admit they are wrong. And that is the problem with that karma. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people that get stuck in that rut and it's it's hard for them. So they then they they get frustrated and then they end up going to become getting stuck in a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I struggled with that. I and I'm glad you I see you broke free yet that which is congratulations it's not easy but the thing i believe is was i in 2010 i consciously said when i was walking through a bar with my drink in my hand and high heels on my feet i said to myself and i remember the moment it was crystal clear and i know this my i know that my voice rang out to the universe because it heard my call because two years later shamanism came for me i said to myself i want something more than this, the shallowness of the nightlife or of the television life or the music, like there was nothing to it. There was no culture to this culture. So um, I remember asking for that. And then I met a group of people who hooked me up with a, with a big, huge tribe here where I live, where we love music. That's one thing we have in common. We all love electronic music. And that was a path I started using MDMA actually, and um, that healed my broken heart from my abusive childhood to my healed heart. It literally built a green, emerald green bridge. I saw it happen. Um, and then of course I gave that up and moved into psychedelics at, after 2012 and spirit started inspiring me to put a circle of pointed stones around my living room floor and start building an altar and um, practicing druidic candle burning bowl magic. <laughs> and now oh. I teach magic, it's ancestral magic. I have druid, Celtic, Gaelic, Egyptian, Mayan and Ukrainian ancestors. And there's some Spanish in there with the Mexican which I don't really like, but whatever. <laughs> what can you do? We're all one anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Nate, you're back. You you ducked out for a minute there. Yeah, I we we were talking about how I felt my grandmother's spirit 
come yeah. to me and it must have bumped the power throughout the uh the condominium unit here um, <laughs> i think everyone's power went out here for a bit so yeah. but damn bc hydro i don't know now yeah speaking many of BC birds hydro. you were you spoke to me about bc hydro earlier right sorry so go ahead so I have, uh, that's a good segue for what I, what I went through recently, which is totally unrelated to a spirituality, which is great. We can mix it up because I'm a multi, you know, we're multidimensional people. We don't need to just talk about one thing. So I was really enjoying talking to the other gentleman, JC. Yep. Okay. I'm terrible with names, trauma in the hippocampus, you know? So my name means, my name means songbird. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it does. you don't seem too somber to me maybe in your old age you'll get there <laughs> <laughs> so i just went through an ex uh absolutely life-threatening horrific experience where recently the city i live in um put up extra hydro boxes two extra hydro boxes right outside my bedroom and kitchen windows like i'm on the third floor so they're right there and i remember the day they went up i was like whoa what are those going to do? Are and, we talking about like internet? Um, no, Towers they're or? hydro boxes. They put a, a cross light in front of our place, a new one, a new crossing light. And so that was to power them. So April 9th, I, I had a seizure on my floor. There, all, the whole day I could feel energies building and a sound. My ear was ringing so loudly and there was this energy happening uh, continuously. I had a musculature seizure, not a brain seizure in any way. I was completely calm and able to hear spirit and think, but my body, I laid down on the ground because I thought I just needed to lay down. I was so nauseous and dizzy and um, uh, spirit had to come through during the seizure and say, get away from the window. So because I felt like I was going to uh, poop my pants, since this is shit talk, I'm sure that's fine to say, because <laughs> <laughs> my body was, I literally felt like I was channeling 10,000 volts, like I was convulsing so hard. So yeah, spirit kicked my ass and was like, get out of the, go away from the window. So I slowly scooched my way down the hallway and into an insulated area and the symptoms stopped had to sleep in my hallway for nine days in a row the vibrations were coming through the window so badly I had to put three layers of tinfoil over each window and um my throat was swelling my glands and uh, other areas of my body were hurting really badly my joints were all swelling uh, the ringing in my ears and heart, heart palpitations kept me up late at night because it was so extreme and um when I called BC Hydro, they did nothing. They didn't call me back. I had to call again. <laughs> when I called the city, the same thing. So what ended up happening was by the, a week later, they came and checked it. And then people from the city came and removed a small rectangular electrical box, they called it, and told me that they were going to put in new technology. Now, and I know this only because I was up early that morning and I looked out my window and I saw the truck there right near the pole. And so I scooched my butt down there and I talked to them 
and they looked really nervous and really like as a psychic I can really tell when someone is not behaving normally right because all my extrasensory perceptions are dialed up right that's basically what a psychic is we're just super extra sensitive and um so I could tell that they weren't comfortable with me talking to them and they were they were really nervous so they took the box down and they never put any new technology up at all but as soon as they took that box away the symptoms went away Mm. yeah and bc hydro so far has not offered to offer me any compensation for this at all and so yeah it's it was really intense i facebook profiled it like i posted about what i was going on uh what was going on for me and i got about nine responses from other people saying that they're having similar issues health issues brain fog hypertension high blood pressure heart palpitations um shortness of breath was another one that I forgot to mention. Ringing in the ears, rumbling sound. I called my building manager up finally and she could feel it. And she said, oh, I was wondering why I felt so sick because I've been nauseous and having such loud ringing in my ears and this rumbling sound. I couldn't figure out what it was. So spirit says direct energy weapon technology. To put it right out there. It says that every time I think about the situation, Every time I look at the boxes, they've been disarmed now. Um, I feel really strongly like we were experimented on in some way. City denied all knowledge. BC Hydro is denying all knowledge. Of course. <laughs> Liars never, literally almost never tell the truth unless they're weaving it in with lies, right? Maybe they, well, maybe they didn't even know themselves. Like maybe, maybe it's one person that's telling them something and the rest of the people are just kind of like going along with it because they think they don't know I'm themselves. Sure the lower, I'm sure at the lower levels, yeah, um, absolutely. Because that's I, the thing that people don't understand about a lot of technology is that, or even myself, it's like, I don't know how half the technology around me even works. And, mm. and to, for them, for people to sneak that in, it'd yeah, be so easy. I believe that what I believe it is, is that hydro doesn't know, but the city does, whoever's at the top at the city level. And the workers don't know, they may know subconsciously. And when they come up to face me, because I'm a little intimidating <laughs> and I have a lot of soul in me, um, they get nervous, right? Because I'm looking them right in the eye and subconsciously they know that something's not right, right? So that's what I think anyway. And I'm so excited to be able yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, my grandfather worked for BC Tel, and he he died fairly young in his life. And um, this all goes back to a lot of things. Actually, this is gonna this is gonna put everything into one quick little Easter basket for those of you that love the show. Um, I'll never forget my grandfather when I was five years old. Um, my mom, we were there visiting in uh, Caslow, and my mom had stepped out of the house as kids were outside playing in the garden. And my grandfather never really said much to us kids, you know, that generation kids were to be kind of, you know, seen and not heard, so to speak. Right. So um, I'll never forget, though, my mom came out of the house to have a cigarette out on the uh, on the porch. And my grandfather said, oh, look at your mom there smoking. Are you going to smoke? And, I, you know, five or six year old child. Right. It's no crap. I'm not going to smoke. That's gross. And I never forget his words to this day. He said, you know what? He said, when your grandmother was pregnant with your mom. 
and she had the worst morning sickness because she was the second born. She said she went to the doctor. And you know what the doctor tried to give her? Cigarettes. He oh. said, I work up on those hydro poles all the time because he worked for BC Tel. He said, and I come down with fatigue. And we now know this is radiation, um, electric radiation sickness, basically, right? But I'll never forget him saying that. He said, yeah. He said, I come down from the hydro poles after days in the blazing hot sun, not feeling well. I go to the doctor. You know what he'd tell me? Ah, you should take up smoking and all, you know, do all this. He said, so if anybody ever tells you to smoke, he said, just before warned that it wasn't long ago that, you know, cigarettes were considered a good medicine, right? So yeah. I never forgot, I never forgot him telling me that. Like, I you know what, you know, I believe in because, because those power, power lines, if I pull like my car under, like, or take a walk under those major power lines, I can taste like burning metal in my mouth and I can hear the buzz from them. And I like, I talked to my wife and I'm just like, can you taste that in your mouth? She's like, no, I'm just like, it's so strong. Like it's overpowering. Mm -hmm. I can taste like burning metal. And she's yeah. like, I don't feel anything or I don't hear anything. I'm just like, Oh man. Does she have fillings? Do you have uh, fillings and she doesn't? I don't, I don't have any fillings anymore, but. Oh, good for you. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can Sorry, my, that. My, yeah, my internet keeps cutting in and out here, guys. Sorry if I uh, lose you again here. That's all right. We'll make do. <laughs> Hi. The uh, yeah, no, I'll, I just can't. I can't forget my grandfather saying that and saying, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the doctors were prescribing your grandmother's cigarettes while pregnant to help yeah. her with morning sickness. And this all goes back to where we're at nowadays, yeah. right? Never where the stopped. doctor's saying, oh, yeah, because the TV told you a drug is good, you should be taking it. And because a politician said a drug is good, we should be taking it. Like, what mm -hmm. the? It's it, wrong with this world. Like, if people not realize it wasn't that long ago that, you know, they just concluded studies on baby formula to say that yeah. it's, you know, not harmful for kids. But for some reason, I think it's because the commercials are on TV and people give their soul's authority away to the television. 100%. That's their reality. But when you turn the TV off and you go outside and you have a conversation with someone or you just, you even, you, whatever you do, even if it's going out playing sports or whatever it is that you like to do that's away from that influence reality exists in a in a much more real way right that's the false reality matrix of lucifer that's what i've been shown anyways it's uh he showed himself to me in 2016 i was walking down the street minding my own business and he <clears throat> the being or the thought form that we call lucifer showed itself to me he was um so tall that if i was on the moon looking down on the earth i could see him he was about a hundred feet tall and like thousands of pounds. His eyes were amber colored with slits like a reptile's. And the, what I sensed from that was um, billions and billions of miles of wasteland on fire. That's his soul or its soul. It's not necessarily even a masculine entity. Although it, I would say more so, definitely more so than feminine. And um, his now we're getting into Satan's pronouns. Come on, how much shit talk right? are we going to go through here? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was more definitely more masculine than a feminine energy. But I would call it more of an it than um, 
you know, a gendered being. And it's, me it's message for me, even though it did not speak was I'm coming. And I had no idea what the details were for that shit talk. <laughs> You know, and so now, why, why is there the uh, satanic energy that seems to like try to dominate the the powers of that be? How come? How can we haven't just like stuck to love and all that? Is it is it like the yin and the yang? Does there have to be yeah. a bad to see the good, or or what's the what's the deal with that? Is because we become bored. Like when I was in death, I was you can't even think there because there is no mind. There's no light, there's no sound there. You can't even imagine the silence. You literally can't until you go there. And the only way to get there without actually dying is psychedelics. So my first time I died was, a, was psychedelics, an overdose of magic mushrooms, which is highly recommended by the experts like parents McKenna, right? And myself. And the second time I died was of a septic liver. I just left my body. I wasn't on, I wasn't in ceremony at all. It was, it was terrible, but it was the same experience. Only in ceremony, I left through my tail. It felt like my tailbone where I was being pulled out of my tailbone. So my root chakra, when I still had it. And the second time when I actually died, I left through the back of my heart chakra. And the difference was peace. But my point was that you can't even you can't even think there. So the what were you saying again? Remind me. I was asking you um, why why is there such a strong satanic force right. that's dominating because mankind for since forever? How come it hasn't been stomped out? Because we get bored and we signed this agreement by biting the apple of the root chakra by taking on the implantation of the lower chakras, the root and the solar plexus, the fear and need for survival and cannibalism and lust and greed in the root chakra and the ego and the mind, uh, which is like the left side of the brain, isn't it? Um, I can't remember which side it is, <laughs> I think so. Um, the more, is more dominant. So we, we go back and forth, like the, like the eternity symbol, the number eight turned on its side. We spend one cycle in the darkness and one cycle in the light. Darkness is just illusion and ignorance and light is the truth. And Christ is the light and Lucifer is the darkness. It's, it's just illusion and truth, illusion and truth. And we So when, when they talk about Lucifer being a beast, is it more of like, um, the more natural and basic animal instincts is that the power that it 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 kind of surrounds itself with like you like you were saying like screwing and eating and fuck um <laughs> those kind of desires those yeah. those rather than like conscious more like consciousness yeah as like yeah. Would be the, does that make yeah. sense or it's or or we could just see it as fear as well, but it doesn't encapsulate lust, right? Because when we sexualize others and ourselves, we are in a state of lust. We are not in our our value of ourselves as human, but are valuing ourselves as an object, right? And valuing others that way, whether we realize it or not. Because I know I didn't until I stepped away from it and healed it. And well, so, I mean, yeah. the lust in in a, in a everything's good in moderation. I mean, I'm sure like when, if someone has a good will towards lust, 
in this in the right circumstances i'm sure there's nothing nothing wrong about that but but it is like a power like fear that can be can go the opposite way yeah i think if it's it's all about it taking control of you right like a shadow takes control of you or a demon comes into your body so you're ruled by it you're not disciplined whereas my lust is saved from my divine partner because it is sacred so it sacredizes the sexuality and right. all of the things that go along with that right yeah which makes it makes it okay which makes it actually a power instead of uh disempowering like oh my god i gotta you know put myself in danger just to be loved or whatever it is or i gotta validate myself through my root chakra which we really it's just messy <laughs> And dangerous so why are all these uh, why are all these people trying to like like either like polit like for an example like the politicians that participate in or hollywood actors or whatever have would have you these powerful people why do they all participate in this satanic ritualism is it is it to keep them under control or is it is they just can't see past themselves and into a, like a bigger picture like do they see the bigger picture or are they just like stop in this like, they think life is short and they just want to take whatever they can from it like they know they know that we are all one they know that oh, what they believe is there is no god which is an atheist way of saying things but it's what it is is that we are that god and they know that they can do what they want so long as they let you know what they're doing or they believe so um because that they know that karma exists but they don't really care and they know how to loophole out of it. They're all, they're all literally demonically possessed. They have the fullness. They are the root chakra incarnate. They are the reptile incarnate. Um, they've lost their souls. When they sign away their soul by acting in pedophilia, which if you do, they, they you know, all the stories are, we went to a party, we drank, then they gave me crack, then they gave me a teenager, right? then they film that. And then that the demon is in you now. As soon as you do the crack, the drink is like a portal. The crack blows the portal way open. Pedophilia seals the deal. So um, they're demonically possessed. They're not even them anymore, whoever they were to begin with. That's why all the celebrities end up looking cartoonish and they, they literally look like demonic, right? Like Madonna's recent, whatever is happening to her face and what happened yeah that's messed up i'm glad you mentioned that because i saw a picture of the other day i was like what the hell she was so beautiful the last time i saw her now like i'm not i I know people get old but damn what the fuck did you do like botox or some shit it's the demon of vanity it'll make you do crazy things in order to feel okay about yourself because you're not full of your ancestors and full of god right you're you're empty so you have to you are only worth what you look like in that world because you're an object. It's sad. I used to love her. Did <laughs> either one of you see the Sandra Bullock on Ellen interview where she was talking about actually using children's blood to keep her young? <laughs> and yes, Ellen was making a huge joke. Yeah. Yeah. skins as well. And they were like, oh, it's okay because it's small Asian, Asian fetus blood, right? Like, Oh my God. So I did see that and I- I can't believe you guys haven't seen that. I found that on TikTok. I thought I sent that to you, GP. Yeah, Yeah, I I think I I saw that. I've seen that before. It's kind of gross. Yeah. 
because like the with the TV, it just may it just desensitizes everyone little by little, right? I mean, what's the mm-hmm. funny joke? Dead baby jokes are okay now, right? Like, yeah, I have a pretty dark sense of humor myself, and I get it in private. That's fine, but yeah, it's just a slow road to hell. They call it progressive, but it's just progressively worse and worse and worse. The wrong path. So when these when these people die, like it's it that's it for them. Like their their souls are forfeit. That in my mind, like don't they understand that? Like no, like, no, they know that they they already have a plan. That's why they have kids. And if not, they adopt or indoctrinate other kids, right? When you when you when you think about it, and and you put it into this this perspective, JC. I don't know. I just went to the theater last night. I'm going to, I'm going to share a little story on the side here. We went and watched that Dr. Strange um, multiverse of madness. It's Great called. Show. I liked it. Yeah. In- incredible. Did you yeah. watch In it? In 3d of course, because that's Did the you only watch way it, to watch uh, TV. Many birds. Did you watch that one yet? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's cool. I yeah. like that. It's got a little, yeah. lot of cool concepts, Amy. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. I really well, the it. thing that, the thing that pissed me off the most at the theater, though, is I watched about four freaking McDonald's commercials before the movie started. And I'm thinking, since I can't get a Big Mac here, why do I need to watch this shit? Yeah. You know? Literally. But, shit. But I don't know. I have a way of seeing some of these actors and actresses just in a different light. And I know that the the pandemic has helped open my eyes because, like many people, we've had time to kind of get distracted with um you know things like like i said before on the on the podcast i had no idea about epstein until march of 2020 when i actually had time to be like what is everybody talking about for the last four years you know yeah. and then it's it's an easy can of worms to open because it links right directly and it's sh- sad that people don't see this and know this but peter nygaard why aren't we getting updated about that why isn't that case on tv you yeah. know like yeah it, it's it's crazy stupid right um i'm gonna share with you guys right now before we uh before we take our break here in about seven minutes but um i also wanted to plug the youtube um every every episode i try and plug a youtube um either video or usually a documentary but i watched one about um norm mcdonald and yeah. it's called uh, Norman McDonald and the Secrets He Held. And are you familiar with this, Victoria? No, I haven't. Or, heard sorry, many words. You're in <laughs> Victoria. That, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I have not heard of that. That. Okay. So the crazy thing with Norm McDonald is he actually had cancer for nine years, right? And knew about it, but didn't say anything to anybody. Yeah. And he was also kicked off of Saturday Night Live because he made those statements such as, you know, OJ's a murderer. This is where we're at right now. If you have money, you don't go to jail. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, he, he literally got kicked off of Saturday Night Live for speaking the truth. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot involved in that. It's like a 23 minute video about Norm Macdonald, which great Canadian figure and yeah. uh and impressive to, to see that he was actually one of the light and one of the enlightened as far as um, very intelligent also, right? So. Yeah, what's funny about him is like, I don't know if he was really funny, but he just like blurted out the truth. That's what was so funny, right? Like, 
like an autistic person does. <laughs> I'm autistic, so I can I I can relate. I'm very honest, like to a fault, and um, very high functioning mm -hmm. autistic. But I can I have a really hard time not telling the truth. And I believe he was that same way. I don't think he was autistic, but he was definitely just just said the truth and people laughed hysterically and I was always as an autistic person I was always like what he's just saying the thing <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that that get yeah. that get that in that position of power like look, you look at Jim Carrey he's kind of yeah. like I don't know if he'd gone off the rails but he's definitely like turned on everybody all his yeah, Hollywood elite and been like you know what I'm, I'm different now screw you guys I'm gonna say however I want I'm, I'm, I'm an old man maybe not old but He's like, what are you going to do? I'm just going to speak my truth now. What are you going to, the, the spotlight's on me, whether, whether you like it or not, there's nothing you can do. So I'm just going to say whatever I want. I don't have to be scared anymore. And I think yeah. a lot of those people get in those positions and are just like, they're just like, I'm just going to tell, tell like right. it is. And if you don't like it too late, I'm already famous. So. And, and, you know, autistic people are like that and they're not famous. They just can't help themselves, which is a blessing and a curse. But I, he, I think he got into meditation and psychedelics and that's what changed him and just set him free. Um, I've always been a big fan of his, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. And everybody, of course, the media framed it as though he was going insane and crazy and it's not crazy at all. It's actually not, it's just the truth. And the truth can seem crazy when you're used to living in lies all the time. They're lit, people are literally tricks. Who can, who can truthfully say that by the time you're 35, you haven't had a, had a meltdown of some sort, mm -hmm. you know, in reality, it's like these marijuana companies and they put the, the marijuana stuff in the package. It says it's, it's good for depression and anxiety. And you're, you can't help but think to yourself, these are two things that everybody's going to experience, right? As far as emotion, really, you're, you're going to be depressed at points in your life, and you're going to be anxious at points in your life. It's almost a natural, you know, emotion or so. Well, yeah, for for anybody to say, yeah, he's gone crazy. It's you pick anybody at a bad day, and they're they look off the wall, right? So gaslighting, that's what the devil does. It gaslights you when you speak the truth. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, in a Luciferian system, everyone's depressed and everyone's anxious because it's unnatural. That's why everyone's depressed and anxious. Nothing's wrong with them. It's the system that we're in. It's literally upside down. And that's all Luciferianism is. It's really just turn inverting everything. Everything's backwards. Girls are boys and boys are girls. Good is bad and bad is good. There's stuff about that in the Bible that at the end of time, Good, will, good deeds will be seen as evil and evil will be seen as good, right? But I believe that the Bible, the one that they read these days is a lot of predictive programming in there. I don't believe there's a lot of truth in there other than the words of Christ. I believe uh, the book of Revelations is predictive programming. This is what spirit has told me. I've studied many, many religions. I've never been religious. So, but I'm a super spiritual nerd. Like my autistic focus is spirituality right and art and like music and dance and poetry and things like that and truth <laughs> well I've, you got to remember that so the, many the, romans, you? the romans manipulated the, the bible for thousands of years and changed it to their own narrative exactly so exactly at that. this point it's like like you said maybe who, who knows if even the words of christ are 
have been watered down as well. For sure they have. I mean, the book of astrology was taken out of the the 12 books of Mary Magdalene, who was was in some ways Christ's teacher, Jesus's teacher, and like nourishing, she was the goddess to his God, right? So there's so much, there's so much missing. And then there's also like the book of Revelation, spirituals need to just, it's like an addition to the house, you know, the garage is suddenly put on there. And it was never there before. These things are not natural that we are going through. I know you know this, right? The weather, weather modification and like, yeah, even COVID, obviously we know was man-made. And and now, yeah, the vaccines come out to be 12% effective. And what the freaking crack is that? Bullshit. Well, and now we've got this avian flu. We're down to a minute before our break, so I'm just going to tie a bunch of shit together. We can come back to when we come back. We've got the avian flu going on. I want. I can't help but wonder if Trudeau is feeding his kids chicken right now in in Kiev, which seems to be the safest place for every freaking overpaid politician this week. Out of every place in the world, now let's take your kid to Ukraine week. Right, I'm surprised Hunter's not. He, Hunter's probably there. If you if you track the current laptop, he hasn't lost. He's probably there, right? So yeah, when we come back, we'll unpack that. And I want to. I also want to ask you about your abilities on auras. So that's going to be. Uh, I, I'm always curious because I find I'm a pretty good judge of character. I'm glad we were able to get you on the show, and we'll be right back with uh, many birds here. Love that. Who's our sponsor this week, JC? The pentagram. <laughs> the Not pentagram. Be confused with the pentagon. Wow. That's right. Yeah, this week is brought to you by pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> pentagram. How appropriate. How, how did that? Yes. That was so synchronistic. <laughs> Turn it upside down for a whole different perspective. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shit Talk. Here we are, May the 11th, 2022. Our special guest, Many Birds. Um, I wanted to touch base, um, just asking quickly, are, are you able to read auras? Do you have that? Uh... Let's, let's put it this way. If you have an STD, I can see it. So auras, it's just the general color that is around you, the energy. I can read them very, very easily. However, what my gift is, what my great gift is, is like when my, when I broke my arm and my hand, I could literally see the fractures. They looked like light fractures. When I had Norwalk virus, I could literally see the bugger in there, a ball of spikes. And it was a nanobot. It was not a natural thing. It was a nanobot. And every time my immune system got low, the spikes would come out and hit me in the right lower bottom of my belly. It, it stayed with me for three years. So I could see your face. You're astounded. <laughs> but so was I. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want too much info about Elon, but what what is your read on Elon Musk? Uh, Spirit yeah. says Elon. Elon Musk is um, going to take everyone to Mars. He's going to, uh, I had a vision. Uh, I did a channeling and what came through was this 
very, very eerie vision of millions of human beings with their eyes glowing white, walking six feet apart very slowly to Antarctica. And three months later, I found out the Neuralink actually makes your eyes go white. So every time I see Elon Musk, spirit calls him the Antichrist. I believe he is going to be um, taking all of the, the souls of the damned, those who are willing, who are consenting off the planet, and the meek shall inherit the earth. Oh, <laughs> see, yeah. this is a totally new vision. But that that is so so basically we're saying that he's not a he's not a good guy he's not a white hat he, he is a good guy but he's not a white hat he's a good guy for us because he will be relieving us of those that would wreak havoc on our planet as the followers of Lucifer he's just the the escort he's the chauffeur um, he's actually doing us a huge favor in doing this. Because he's like Alfred from Batman when you think about it, right? Because he's doing all the work behind the scenes. You look to, at his family yeah. and who he married, right? He married a, a girl that looks like a child. So I don't trust that at all, personally. I see that as pedophilia. Um, his family is Illuminati. So, but uh, yeah, every time I got to go with what Spirit says, I really like Elon Musk personally, especially as an autistic person. He is radical, right? He's, I find myself, his stories, I relate to 100%. I'm, we are so much alike. And, and uh, I really admire him. And of course, I love that he's for free speech, right? He seems like he's on our side. And deep down, he is. But it's a twist. There's a twist to it, right? That it's, I feel like Trump is similar. That there's, that Trump is good, but there's a twist to it. I don't know how, but um I haven't done any readings on Trump, but when he shows up, he shows up as a um, yellow belly, lime green skinned gecko who's super self-satisfied and loves. So he's a reptilian, but he's an ascended reptilian. He loves gold. He loves women. He loves material things. He loves building. He loves money. That's a, those are reptilian things, right? But in the highest vibrational tone of those things. So he is good for us. But there's still limitations with his, um, with his vision because he's not shamanic, he's religious, right? But he's gonna take us to a place where after him, everything's gonna open up and we're gonna be more free than we've ever even imagined because all those patents are gonna be released and, and all things are gonna change. <laughs> At least that's what I see myself um, as my path as the ascension path, if that makes sense. So I know it's impossible to, to look at an aura as old as and, and uh, incapacitated as the president, but there's this conservative debate going on here in Canada. Are you guys following the conservative leaders debate right now? Mm. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm ashamed I'm to see that. I'm following Johnny Depp trial. I don't have time for that oh, no. real shit. No. <laughs> I'm exposing truth around the Depp trial by dropping memes of him doing the okay symbol on every post I see on Facebook to wake people up, but I'm not talking about it. Um, it's just a distraction, as we all know, it's nonsense. And it's just demonic nonsense. 
but I am following what's going on in Ukraine and all the stuff there, but no, not, I just have been kind of taking actually the last five days space for myself to just get back into reality and get away from the politics. And today I just stepped in a bit more and I'm like, why, why? There's so much crazy stuff happening that I can barely stand it. What's going on in China? I saw a horrific video of the cruelty. Oh, that they're showing to the animals there. I couldn't even watch the whole video. It's horrific beyond imagination. So knowing that our Justin Trudeau guy, whatever that is, the Manchurian candidate that I believe is part Castro, part Pierre Trudeau, but was inseminated into his mother. I don't think he has his mother's DNA. I think he has only the two men for some reason, spirit tells me that, uh, that he's not, he's not related to the mom, um, but she was used as a, as a breeding chamber, spirit says. <laughs> that's why they picked her particularly. So that's why he I looks think like you that. got uh, Pierre Trudeau mixed up with Hitler, but that's just, that's just my take on it. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think, I think Pierre, I think they, they inseminated her, but Pierre, Pierre Chio was, was in her mouth and um, Castro was in the, the good end. <laughs> but he looks, but he looks like Pierre Trudeau as well. He looks like Fidel Castro and Pierre Trudeau had a child, but he doesn't look anything like the mother, right? Even if he does, even if he is hers, he definitely looks like those two men and nobody else. Like they had a love child. <laughs> yeah, and we know, and we know that's not how it happened because men couldn't have babies until this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> high five on that one. That was a good segue. Anyhow, getting back to the uh, conservative debate for a second here, do you have a reading at all on 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 Pierre um, Polyev? You know, just by sensation, by my mind really likes him. Um, but by sensation, I sense that something's off there. I don't know why. I really want to like him. I really want him to be the real thing. But um, I feel like he uses fear because I get his emails, right? I've signed on to get his emails and Maxime Bernier. I, I have to tell you, I think Maxime is more human. Although there's been pictures of him with the WF and all that stuff, but those can be easily doctored. And if there's not like lots and lots of evidence, I, I tend to just like with Trump, like and and Elon, in fact, there's a lot of stuff that's other than like it's obvious that Elon is from an Illuminati family. And Trump may be as well. That there's really not that much evidence for them to be bad guys. But there's so much for everyone else, well, right? Involved. <laughs> I do like Pierre's angle at try at, at saying and, and honestly openly um, promising, if you want to call it that, from a politician, it doesn't really mean much. But to say that he wants to defund the CBC and right. also defund a central banking system, which oh, would, you that. know, in turn create this huge digital problem. And people that can't understand that that would be a huge digital problem are 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 beyond selfish, in my opinion. They're they're beyond naive, even, right? It is convenient to be able to tap your interact card, but since when is a three dollar service charge at an ATM 
you know, um, appropriate I in agree. a day and age I, when I, we're saving them so much work by tapping when we're not using the ATM. I really agree with that. And I agree with everything that he says. I'm really down with that. Um, it's just a sense that I get. It's kind of like he's a, like Elon Musk. He's a good guy, but there's a twist, if that makes sense. So, um, and yeah, I don't know. I've never met him in person. If I had met him in person, I could give you a very good reading. Um, but there's just something cool. that's missing. There's something missing with him and I can't quite tell what it is. I haven't actually done a reading. If I do the reading, then I'm completely open channel and I'm not thinking. Whereas when I'm answering a question, I tend to think. And if we think, we're not being psychic. It's literally the complete opposite of being psychic. There is zero trying. It's just opening up the mind to the answer and allowing it to come in. Mm. Yeah. But so, yeah, I don't know. I, about yeah. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that okay, well, well, uh, Trump is a stepping stone to get to where we got to get to where we're more free than, you know, there's at least he looks like a good thing. He does want money in order to be a part of his gang. So I don't I don't know about that either. Right. We had be, um, we had a guest on here before that explained it quite well to um, Jay. And this was, uh, I think, last year. Um, and he said, you know, it's a pendulum swing. There's always that equilibrium where, you know, it's going to go left, then it's going to go right, then it's going to go left, then it's going to go right. It's going to be dark. It's going to be light. It's going to be, yeah. you know, wrong. It's going to be right. But, uh, oh, shit, I'm Dr. Seuss again. But um, <laughs> just to switch gears and, and, and jump over jump over an ocean here um do you get a reading at all on on this uh vladimir Zelensky mm. character over in the ukraine i'm ukrainian i'm part ukrainian my grandfather was from there um i i mean i can make a, an assessment without being psychic about that guy i mean it's it's everywhere we see it all over tiktok right all the videos of him behaving very strangely and I mean, my favorite video is when um, Vladimir Putin meets him and you can see that Vladimir Putin's not putting up with any shit and sees right through him. And Zelensky's like a child, right? I, I see a lot of trauma in Zelensky. Same with Trudeau. I see trauma and I see narcissism and, and soulless sociopathy. I see actors. They are literally Manchurian candidates, 100%. But for some reason... The, I, I don't see that in Putin. In Putin, I see the same thing and the same authenticity as I see in Trump. I see badass motherfuckers in those guys. Um, I, you know who I really like for a PM for our country is Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I love that guy. I don't agree with everything he says, but I love that man. He has got more soul and heart than everybody. <laughs> He's a beautiful, beautiful man. And he would lead us both in the feminine and the masculine, the divine, mas divine feminine and masculine balance. He's so gentle yet strong. And he's learned so One much. One of the most intelligent conversations I could imagine. And when people have this, um, that meme you see with the park bench and uh, it says, if you could sit with anyone and talk, I, mm -hmm. I just had this epiphany um, last night after watching this, um, thing about Norm Macdonald and doing a little more research about the guy, mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think if him and Jordan Peterson sat down for dialogue, mm 
that would be a podcast worth millions, right? Um, Peterson's podcast is called Dialogues. And uh, if you if people aren't are watching it or, or listening to it, I highly recommend you give it a go. Um, very intelligent person and very thoughtful. He puts a lot of thought before he says anything, but he's very firm and um, backs up any of his perspectives, right? So yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm with he, you there he, too. He, and he another great Canadian. Wrong. He feels he's wrong. He'll he'll even with himself and his own theories. He'll be like he'll he'll have apologized for it. He'll be like, yeah, I I or I made a mistake or I've seen him do yeah. that a couple of times. He's so he's humble. Like, I think that's the <laughs> most important part. Yeah, he's so humble and he's so heartful. Like I've seen him tear up more than any man I've ever known. You know, he's so ready to express his emotion and be feminine without being afraid of it and be masculine, you know, and tell, tell people they should be monsters, right, in uh, their discipline with themselves or in setting their boundaries. And that way we don't have to act like actual monsters. Well, when he, because he's like all the things that we've been saying makes him a worthy, um, like with his credentials about being a, a was is he a psychiatrist as well, Nathan? Is that what he is psychologist. too? Or psychologist. psychologist. He's a psychologist. He's a university um, teacher, if you want to call him that, professor of psych mm. psychology, right? And philosophy. And uh, but he's had patients and pardon? his own. He's had his own personal patients and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think that's important because I think there's a lot of these people out there that that give advice, but they don't even take it themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of these psychologists and stuff. They're, they're good judges of people, but when it comes to themselves, it's like, do, do you even take your own advice? And maybe you shouldn't be giving advice if you can't even follow your own rules. So it's good when someone like that comes along and says, like, gives both sides to everything and kind of is, is well balanced. And it's not just like, I know everything, you shut up. He's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he even lets, he always lets his detractors speak and then he whoops their butt with the truth in a really <laughs> humble way. He is never mean, never. And that's how you know the difference between a true human being and a person with demons all up their butt. <laughs> you know, like narcissism or borderline or whatever those shadows are. Yeah. I and really he like is, um, I'm going to add too, he's had his own, struggles in life he's had his own uh, his own issues and his laundry has been aired out in public but he openly admits that you know his wife has stood with him through through thick and thin and that makes him tear up and that that's what makes me realize how like you said how compassionate and human he is right yeah. um i don't know if i yeah. have, speaking of tearing up i don't know if i have like a lot of estrogen going through my body because how old i am or whatever or fat i am but i was like <laughs> I was like um, tearing up when I was listening to the Puff the Magic Dragon song uh, today when I was like, my daughter was singing it. And I'm just like, this is like the saddest story I ever, I ever heard. And then I'm like, I was all like choked up trying to sing, sing it. I don't know if you're from, I don't know the last time you heard the song, but long story short, at the end, Puff, the kid stops going to see Puff because oh. dragons live forever. And little boys don't they just play and the, the kid forgot about the dragon and the dragon was sad and the scales started falling mm -hmm. out and he just like went and shut himself in this cave so but so the good news is that there's a new I don't version remember of that pop. part of the song i am not yeah, listening to that, listen one. To that no. song. it's sad man it starts no. awesome and then it gets sad 
But the good news is there's a new version of the song where Puff finds a new kid after. Our new kid uh, finds Puff. So this, his story goes on on again. You see? Interesting. For me, that's a metaphor for the things we lose, right? As we grow older, magic. We lose magic as we get older because we become more condensed into the Luciferian uh, mind matrix where trees don't talk to you and birds don't fix your brain better than any neurologist or, you know, the ocean doesn't heal you and stuff like that. Dragons are the first creatures we ever incarnated as. I have memories of being the one. And I met one through a gigantic tooth that was huge. And he taught me the value of silver and how it holds, you know how they say it stops a werewolf? He told me that the silver that the tooth was wrapped in actually was what was containing a portion of his soul in the tooth. And when the young man who was wearing it as a, as a decorative, like a pendant, put it on and took it off with the silver chain, when he would put it on, the dragon would enter his body and I could see it. And my friend would change, his personality would change. He would become very dark and egoic. And when he took the necklace off, he would become my friend again. And the dragon told me, look at what I've done. I found a magician because my friend practiced magic. He's an amazing magician. Uh, I found a magician to take me, take me in and walk me around the town. <laughs> Strange, right? <laughs> that was my first half hit of LSD. And my second hit was a full hit. And that was when I was initiated into shamanism. And I knew that I was, I spent six hours being in, in, uh, initiated by the trees in my yard. And they made me cry. They, they just like, um, it was like shadow work showing me the truth of this situation. That's situation. Oh, you, like, you cheated. You cheated. You took the easy way. That's not cheating. That's natural. Total cheating. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Your way is cheating. <laughs> because it was natural. So right? I know, so I, I know many of our listeners know my fondness for, for psilocybin. And if I can just share a quick story. I, just I can remember when I, I lived. Okay. Can I just finish the last very last part of that? Sure. Of that? Oh, yeah, go. Um, the reason I knew that it was shamanism that was coming for me, I knew something big was happening. And I phoned my parents and was crying to them and telling them something major had happened. But the reason I knew it was shamanism was my girlfriend who was indigenous brought me a book that morning. And she said, Victoria, I've had many birds. I've had this uh book for 20 years and I've moved with it over all those years and I've never read it but this morning it told me it was for you and the book was about shamanism so I literally I literally that's how I found out that it was shamanism that was coming for me it was delivered to me in words by a lady named Lindsay Andrews who was trained here in British Columbia by indigenous women and that's the end of that story <laughs> cool I, I was just going to share that one time I did magic mushrooms. Um, I have a fondness for psilocybin, even though I don't get uh, many opportunities to, to do it. And what tripped me the worst was my dogs were talking to me. And at the time I had three, I had a husky, I had a husky lab. I had a German shepherd, um, yeah. Rottweiler Doberman, um, husky cross. And oh. I had this Krillian bear dog. And yeah. they were wow. all three misfits. 
and each one had a different voice and it tripped me out so bad I had to leave my house and I went over to my sister's house and she was like what's wrong what's wrong and I'm like my dogs are talking to me I had to leave the house like seriously she's just laughing at me and I was giggling of course because mushrooms and then her freaking cat looks at me and goes why don't you just leave and I'm like this I gotta go for a walk and I wandered around for about two hours right so I love it (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it was. I'm a thank you. To me, to me, it's a connection with nature, and that's why I did. um, That's why I love doing mushrooms, and that's that's why anytime I do them, I try and be somewhere either out camping or, you know, um, on a wilderness hike kind of thing, or even sitting in a hot spring in a natural hot spring. You don't get as tired when you're on magic mushrooms when you sit in a hot spring. But, um, you know, it brings up a good point of, of groundedness. And we mentioned this with uh, Jess, who was on our, our show here a few weeks ago, and how a lot of people miss that groundedness and back to the electricity and all of this kind of stuff, right? Radiation of whatever sort, 5G, otherwise. People forget that, you know, the rubber on your shoes might ground you in the case of an electrical shock, but the best way to be grounded is to take your shoes off and connect, mm. right? So and I, I don't I know if to, you've gone on many of the. I'd have to agree with um, the many birds, and, and um, I know I was I was teasing you, but um, and I think I've told my my wife this before because in the, my younger days I I did lots of acid and um, mushrooms myself. Um, I, I prefer acid for sure over mushrooms, but um, I like them both. Uh, but together. They, you definitely like it's hard to like reach that level. Um without them is it's it's like they definitely open open it up open your mind up and make the connections in your mind that you cannot access um well i mean you can in other ways but that that would be like one of the easier ways like you can't just drink a bottle of wine and and have the same thing yeah absolutely it is what what's happening for me with lsd particularly but with also with with mushrooms i used to do and i don't do psychedelics anymore i should say i only did them for a compacted time i did um two ceremonies a month for a year and a half and my ceremony is a full magic ceremony uh with druidic candle and burning bowl magic and bath magic so i teach snake medicine which is to shed your skin and you, you uh, burn for what you're letting go of, setting those intentions with symbols, and you burn for what you're calling in, right? So those things, um, my, when, I do, when I have done psychedelics, it's always in the container of practicing magic as well. So I get results from it. Whereas if I just went out and did it in nature, because I'm psychic, I would, I, it, would, it's ama- it would be amazing, right? But I don't tend to have as much structure or intention. So it's a different experience. It can be used like magic or like anything else, like a gun. It can be used for good or for bad, right? Or for say, um, just not bad, but just nothing, like just going and laughing with your friends and having fun, which is fine. But it's such a magical tool. And they're literally the keys to the universe. They clean out the cellular DNA in the body as well as the pineal gland so it makes you more psychic the more you use it you literally become the psychedelic when i did ayahuasca that's what grandmother ayahuasca told me her the first message was you and i are are the same and showed me doing psychic surgery on my table because i do it in person as well for people that want to travel to see me or 
who live in the area. And then I became the anaconda, mm -hmm. which was really, which was really, really, I've never felt so much uh, self-worth in my entire life as I did when I was the anaconda. She felt like she was God, God's gift to the world. And like the whole garden was for her, which is cool. Have you guys ever done ayahuasca, either of you? No, can't say that. It'll kick your butt, especially if you're white. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm too scared. I'm done with that. I'm too old for that kind of stuff. I'm too scared. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Scared is one thing, but too old nonsense, right? There's no, I don't think my never... body can handle it. Man. Fry me. Uh, well, you'd have to do a dieta for it's a lot of commitment. For me, it was a joy. Everyone around me was dying. They're all puking and crying, and I was like giggling. <laughs> and I went outside, I'm perfectly fine, and I drank three times the amount that they gave everybody else. <laughs> oh boy! But it's part of my ancestry, so she—that's why I, Grandmother Iowa, with you and I, do the same thing. We're the, the same thing, right? I had a beautiful healing from my womb, leaped up into my heart chakra, the back of my heart chakra broke open. And I could feel what felt like steam coming out. And I could see giant eagles coming and clutching. And I could feel them clutching the dead flesh of my heart chakra out of me to take back to their young to feed to them. It was extremely powerful for me. But also, yeah, I think um, I had done quite a bit of my own intuitive psychedelic ceremony. So it comes through my Egyptian bloodline and my Mayan bloodline. And then the magic is also those, but also the Gaelic, Druidic, and Celtic. And I also sing and play music and do throat singing, which was activated when a woman I know played a didgeridoo on my solar plexus. I had a memory of killing a narwhal with a spear. <laughs> and then I looked around in the vision, I saw two Inuit men with fur around their faces. And then I looked around my face and I had the same fur. And then I came back to, you know, being in the hall where we were at the sound medicine journey. And the next day I started throat singing without even trying. And now I just do it all the time. Isn't that strange and wonderful? <laughs> So, so we, I actually connected with you on TikTok, many words, yeah. and I'm so happy to, to get a reply back. Um, yeah. So we usually take this time in the podcast, um, two, two things, feel free to plug your, um, your multimedias or your social medias and websites and all that kind of stuff. Um, any information on that? And then uh, just give us a perspective as to where you think we're going from here um yeah you can find me at manybirdswithaz.com um and uh, i'm also on facebook you can type in many birds with a z and you'll probably find me under i have two profiles because they like to ban me on my original one because i like to tell the truth i can't help myself so um what i see is a big, big shift in 2024. Um, I see that the light, no matter what the darkness does, they will be able to um, create their plan, but it's all based on consent. So they'll be able to do what they're doing, but the light 
is going to dampen every horrible big thing that they're planning. They're going to either, it's like their magic is going to outdo and cover the dark magic, if that makes sense. And so they'll, their plans will just, they'll just be put out like little fires. Do you know what I mean? Everywhere. And eventually when the solar flares go back down again in 2024, cause they build and build and build. I don't know if you guys are feeling the roller coaster that we're on right now, right? We have the solar lows, we go into the, the portals of hell and then we come back and like yesterday was so much bliss for me. I could barely stand it. It was wonderful. And then today we're in a low. So once that starts to balance out again after 2024, that's the platform from which we rebuild. So I'm really hopeful myself, not that I don't have, of course, my own doubts and my own in insecurities here and there, but that's what I see as a, as a person who wants to know the truth about everything. Okay, cool. And yeah. Um, have you guys heard what's going on with uh, Tim Hortons? No. Yes, but I forgot. Okay, so okay, so the Tim Hortons, the CEO of Tim Hortons, has announced that with the Tim Hortons Kids Summer Camp, they're in putting together a new rule this year to say that the only kids that'll be going will be kids that are fully vaccinated. Yeah, I read that. That's and uh, as much as that's a topic we try to avoid here on shit talk it's appropriate because how many years here's my question when when i hear this it's like when people talk negatively about elon musk my quick defense mechanism because i'm a creative asshole is to tell people <laughs> what, what are you picking on an autistic kid for like yeah, you right? pick on autistic and no leave, leave elon alone man like you guys left britney alone we get yeah. picked on the so with the Tim Hortons, I can't help but think how long before the only kids going to summer camp will be the kids that have, are affected by the vaccine, or are those kids slated for the McDonald's, you know, children's home, right? Yeah, it's interesting how they're segregating us. That just makes it actually easier for us to see uh, who's 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 going to get sick and who's not, right? Like, if our kids aren't mingling with their kids and we're not mingling with them and they're all dying, then how can they say that the unvaxxed are the problem? You know, if we're not dying, but they are, and they're not mingling with us, then what's up, right? They're actually making it, it's, it's becoming more and more easy for the truth to be seen. And that's the test the devil is running on, on the, the sleeping. It's pushing them to wake up because it's so absurd at this point. But the problem is they don't want to look. I have friends who are wounded and they, they identify as liberal and they just can't bear it. They cannot bear to look at the truth. It's too much for them. So I try to just be compassionate with them and uh, talk about stupid shit instead. <laughs> Stuff that doesn't make that like trigger them or make them wake, try to wake them up because they get so... Um, they gets the cognitive dissonance upsets them. They can't bear it. But that's yeah. because they're 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 wounded, right? They haven't healed yet. And of course, that's why I'm here to help them heal. I'm ready anytime they're ready. Yeah, what what surprises me with with all of this stuff is that they've just announced that they still don't have 
any info about, you know, how long this will last, how long longer COVID will be, or, or how long, you know. And it's been two years. They still don't have any answers, it seems. And now there's suddenly these cases of hepatitis in children. And they're not saying where this is coming from, but I'm sure they can track that down. The thing is, is these people, the people, like, it's not that the people who believe it are stupid. They're just lazy. <laughs> they're just unable to uh, cross over. It's a big deal when you have to recognize what's actually happening with the satanic pedophile stuff. Like, it's so dark, it's unfathomable. What they're doing in China right now to animals, unfathomable evil. So people can't believe that that kind of evil exists when they can't even look at their own evil, right? That's the nature of the mirror. You have to be able to look at it or it'll bite you. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah, well, you guys inviting me. I, I really appreciate your ability to listen and uh, withhold judgment, suspend judgment and just be super nice. I'm very grateful for the time that we spent together. Do you want to do, are we going to do one more? Yeah, segment? We'll... Oh, sweet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll want. be right back. Yep. Okay. For sure. For sure. Grab your kombucha. Kam yeah, yeah. Is that, oh, is that how you say it? Kombucha? Uh, kombucha. Oh, that's different. That's say, the booze. Do you know salty crackers? Nathan, start us off. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shit Talk. <laughs> My internet connection is unstable according to the warning that just popped up on my screen so hopefully my audio is still clear the today is a big day for me not only do we have many birds here on the podcast but personally i just wanted to share what's happening in my life our our little uh, dookie do there he got he just got uh, accepted as a service dog Aww. so his training began today and unfortunately, I just had word back from the owner of the female, and apparently he didn't service her well enough, but he's going back for another training session this weekend. So hopefully, uh, hopefully little Dookie will be a daddy and, uh, you know, my mom will be a, a great grandma again and, you know, that all that good stuff. So, yeah. Dookie update. Dookie update. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i'm training him um dive retrieving this summer is my plan he's he's not yet a year old but oh, he's wow. loving the water and, and swimming and he's not afraid to submerse his head so you know yeah. like looking for rocks and stuff on the shoreline so i'm pretty yeah. sure i'll have no problem getting him dive retrieving and if not it'll, it'll still be fun to go swimming with him and he went for his first bike ride the other day with us and you know so yeah no it's a pretty exciting time for us here and uh yeah, we're expecting him home anytime now. So if you see me mute my uh, my screen there, it's because I'm uh, dealing with getting Dookie home and, and dealing with all his new anxieties, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. That's nice. Congratulations on being yeah. a potential grandfather. So before, yeah, before we came back, we were talking about unity and I thought that would be a good tie-in to, you know, most people, you know, there's there's so much happening, and like like we were saying before, that uh, you know, there's a lot of people. I I don't like the term waking up. I think people are becoming more alert or more aware for sure, and maybe even just a little more skeptical. So, 
in order to unify people, there's there's all these little things that are popping up that people are starting to become more enlightened with, right? Um, many birds. Where where do you see where do you see us us as as people who have kind of seen this from the sidelines and and kept a little bit more um, skeptical, I guess you could say, or you know even just cautious yeah. on it all. You know, how much more weird shit has to happen? I guess I should say, how much more weird shit has to happen before people are like, hey, wait a minute. If, you know, if the only good concert's happening in a war-torn country right now, then, like, yeah, how much more weird shit has to happen? And again, don't get many birds confused with angry birds. I wanted to bring this up to the viewers. Angry birds are the women on the view. This is totally, (laughs) this is a totally opposite yeah totally my instagram was just stolen by some scam artists um and i made a post about it and i said now many birds is angry birds and then i laughed and i'm like i don't give a fuck about my instagram profile whatever (laughs) right like i just i can make another one um but yeah lots of lots of scammers out there i think about 15 people i know on facebook had that happen to them unity i feel like what what's going on right now is that unity consciousness is starting to occur within humanity a lot of people who are becoming way more aware of what's going on um need to be embraced right we need to help them to go down the rabbit hole and see what's really going on help them manage the emotional trauma of it as well because of how intense the reality actually is and it takes time as well, right, to integrate each new thing. When you find out, you know, what's been going on in the past, and then you see what's going on in the present, it can be very scary. So um, reminding them that we're all in this together <laughs> and really, I don't know, informing and educating them as to what they can do to stand with the side of light, the side of truth is so important and in embracing embracing them in our into the community because of yeah i mean most truthers never shame others it's usually the ones in the illusion that are doing all of the the name calling and the shame because they're so threatened by the truth right the messengers of the truth that's a good point yeah and of course the people on the on the in the truth in the light are ever forgiving and we understand because we were in the illusion too it's literally just like the matrix right coming out of the pods you can't be mad at the people who are in the pods they were in the pods how do they know (laughs) and of course we're just forgiving ourselves because we're all one being and when you're healed you have the space to just forgive and let go and move forward because that's really what we've got to do it none of us are exempt from making mistakes in life we're literally signed up for those mistakes but once we know better we walk better right we stand taller and we um, stick together in the truth it will light the way spirit says (laughs) just like christ said i am the light and the way right the truth he was the truth the truth is we are magical manifestors. We are all psychic surgeons when our when we become clairvoyant. There's, I'm nothing special. I'm just older than everybody, really, as a soul. 
which means nothing <laughs> when you when you think about that we're all one being right so yeah i think that's that's where we're headed we're headed towards everyone um being at peace that's on the ascension path now how do you feel about this statement that everyone will own nothing and yet they'll be happy I think that's communist propaganda because it's not true and it never has been. Um, as long as there's ultra rich, that's a bunch of BS. And I was on that path too. I really believed in that stuff before I woke up and healed uh, during a ceremony I called the chimera ceremony because in it, my face became a lion's face and my I had owl, barn owl wings on either side of my face. That came off of me. And I went into the ritual bath and was crowned Neptune's daughter spirit said to me, no more illusions from here on out, clear water. And since then, <clears throat> I've been able to see it for communism and not some utopia that it's been sold to me. I'm able to see the propaganda now as, as clear as a bell. In fact, I confront people on it all the time, online and in person. And there's a lot of people who know that where I live, there is a lot of people who are in reality um, that when you talk to them, they understand that this is a bunch of BS, most of them that I talk to anyway. So I think people in Canada have been um, really lulled into passivity through spirituality, like Buddhism, like new ageism, um, but the more indigenous cultures are warriors as well as peaceful people, right? They understand grace, but they also know when it's time to pick up a weapon and go to war, just, just like the conservatives do, especially in the US, Whew, they're badasses. <laughs> so yeah, true spirituality and true Buddhism is the, is warrior with, is the peaceful warrior, right? It's not just peace all the time. It's not just passivity. It's not boundarylessness. It is boundaries with grace as balance, right? The Kalima and the Kuan Yin together, not one without the other. And it's, it's all about balance, the true path of humanity outside of creating destruction or the wheel of karma and that's the trick. You got to step out of the wheel of karma. And the only way to do that is peace, inner peace. And that's the lesson of the Buddha, Siddhartha. He went into the starving. Oh, our, good, Go ahead. our good friend, uh, Mitch um, Murphy, who was on our podcast here at the beginning of our, of our podcast uh, series, um, explained libertarianism to us. Mm -hmm quite a bit and enlightened me by you know helping me connect with more libertarian yeah. um is if you want to call them that but more communal life people as well and mm -hmm. i can't help but thinking why don't the why don't those of us that know what's happening and can see through all this bs and understand that there are simple ways of, of deflecting this um control and just mm -hmm. by saying no 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 no, yeah. you will not own us and yeah. we will be happy. And yeah, in, exactly. in some ways, I, I can't help but think that that is how we have to go, right? Yeah. And we, the funny thing is, too, about the two sides, liberal and conservative, or what do you want to call them? The middle of that path or the one that is the highest potential is libertarian. 
if you look at it, because it's so basic and so true to humanity and, and our humanity, literally. We are not free. If we are not sovereign, if we are not free, if we are not free, we cannot be human, right? Where we become animals. Look what they look what that young lady talked about in North Korea, where people are eating their own children to survive. That is not natural, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so I think, I strongly believe that the liberal and conservatives have the same um, desires for community, for inclusion, for all those things. But of course, the only problem is the liberals are being misguided by the devil who's making the conservatives the enemies instead of themselves, right? Which is an amazing trick. You have to, you have to respect that, that cleverness. So if the liberals can um, save themselves by understanding that the conservatives have the same, really the same desires. We want to help children. We want to, you know, we all want to be these great people that do all these great things for each other. But there's one way that works and there's one way that doesn't work. And that's it. <laughs> From what I've seen, I, I can, I see the evidence that communism has never worked. And they say, oh, well, we have robotics now, but who wants to live in a world where robots run everything? I, I, I don't think they're thinking it through is the thing. I know I wasn't when I was on that side. I was not thinking it through. I was just going with what was easiest because I was lazy of spirit and I was wounded still. I was still walking around feeling bad for myself being a victim. So I have a friend that works at a large uh, big box store. Well, I think the largest actually. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a place that rhymes with uh, Walmart. Yeah. And... <laughs> They were telling me that a young gentleman last week walked out with an entire cart full of steak oh and ran out of the parking lot. Yeah. And the, the, the associate turned to the security and said, well, what do you do? Like, what are you going to do? And he said, well, he said, I can't do anything because I can't call the police until he's physically off the property. And then we can't take the food back once it's left the property. You yeah. can't you can't sell it or anything once you know once it's gone outside, right? It's it's literally cross contaminated. What do you, wait, so, what do you mean he can't the, call the police? Yeah, I can't call the thing. police. Not until they're off the property. It's not theft until they've physically left the property. You mean yeah. like the parking so, lot or just the yeah? Store? And that, yes, no, the parking lot as well. Yeah. Weird. Public oh, access weird. doesn't count because they can say, "Oh, I just went went to my car to get my wallet." Right, so and Wait, they they would win in a, in a trial over that because that that's is bullshit. No, that is law. So how the the in the states how the Democrat lawmakers are turning those states into absolute hell holes, and I'll tell you, it's it when you hear when you go up and visit the uh, social services office, the whole street here it looks like East Vancouver. There's just so many uh, addicts. And intense and laying on the street it's a scary scary place to be and you look at san francisco and california and oregon and all those places and they're the same just just completely devastated by the lawmakers the democrat lawmakers right and it's it's a parasite 
<laughs> Spirit just said it's a parasite. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't tend to because I know we've had our here in the interior. We've had uh, an increased amount of of street people, and I also happen to be kind of a little on the inside where I do know people that work for um the John Howard Society and different shelters and and that kind of thing and, and different projects. You know, guys that are out on the street giving a lock zone to people and stuff, and I. You know, I'm calloused, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm quite opinionated and, and unfiltered when it comes to my opinion on things um, mm -hmm. in, this, in this day and age. And I, I, don't, I don't wanna fault just one definite party because I haven't followed the politics enough to understand when it was okay, when we decided it was okay to say, illegal drugs are okay to use and now we're gonna give you a rescue pill or a rescue shot, sorry. Okay. I, I, Again, I'm going to go back to the analogy that we don't give shoplifters gift cards. We don't give um, people accused of child abuse rights to run a daycare center. So when we're out on the street and we're giving addicts yeah. free drugs, yeah. it's not the answer. That's like saying if you're a bank robber, here's an unlimited credit card. Yeah, I am on disability currently for invisible illness that's quite intense. I plan to heal it all, but I can't even pay my rent with what I get from disability, yet they give welfare to drug dealers, you know, in this, in this, uh, I mean, I know them, they're like, oh, I collect welfare, why? Because I can, you know, and they're making all kinds of money selling illegal, very dangerous drugs. I'm not talking about medicines here. There's a difference between a medicine and a drug. A drug is a circle. You don't ever get anywhere with it and you always want more. It lowers you, it turns you into a thief and, a, and it robs you of your soul. Whereas a medicine makes you face your demon or heals your body or both. And marijuana and psychedelics do that. See, when, when the biggest fear is that we're gonna become dependent on the system, yeah. I can't help but think, no, the biggest fear is to overwhelm the system. And that's that's not our fear. That's actually our game. And mm -hmm. I've, I've mentioned this before. I don't know. I don't think I've done a TikTok on it yet. But I think the answer is for everybody that doesn't want to work to claim disability and claim hypochondria, right, where they're, they're afraid to leave their house, right? Okay. That's that's the term. I, no, that's 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 um, what is it? What's the term for being afraid to leave your house? But then the tag, it's agoraphobia. What's that? Agoraphobia. That's right. Yes. Yeah, they, so if more they people went they out don't and, want, and... They don't give you anything for disability. They, they, they give you... Yes, they do. Not, not, not enough yes, to live on Yes, they do. It's a tough process in Canada. Um, better than welfare. Not better really. than basic assistance. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about drug, but dis it, drug anyways, disability. I'm talking about like, like actual physical physical disability. disability there's people that are you know then then you the taxpayers would be paying for all the people on the luciferian timeline to get a free ride as well right what i think we should do is we should do more regulation on who gets welfare and give people on disability enough so that they can survive without having to worry all the time and um um try to make a living when some people are very very disabled right my i don't know how much of mine can be healed but i am really excited about the med beds to shift the conversation if you guys have heard of the med beds at all 
I'm very interested in that technology. No, what do you guys know? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, from what I've heard, their Tesla technology and their, it's a technology that resets the cells, um, resets you to back to zero point at a cellular level so that you can live a thousand years. And the, in the prophecies of this time, those on the ascension path will live a thousand years. <clears throat> and those who are going into hell, which I believe is on Mars, because if Mars is an energy, it's war, right? And aggression and the root chakra. So I think some of us are going to heaven where we can live a thousand years in peace. And some of us are going to hell where they will be cloned forever or for, for a thousand years, sorry, not forever, and tortured satanically every night. Are you, are you referring to a specific prophecy or, or is this I just... I believe it's, I, I don't know what the specific prophecy is, I'm sorry, but there's something somewhere, I'm sorry, that's, it might be in the Bible, it might be um, some other prophecy, but there is, uh, I know there's a somewhere written that a thousand years of peace is coming in the new, I think it's new ageism, actually, in the golden, the, go, the golden era, the Aquarius right. age, right, age right. of Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> where everybody thinks it's all of us going, but it's not, clearly it's not, right? Clearly there's a division on the planet and some of us are choosing truth and some of us are choosing the illusion. And what I I've think, seen, I think that what, what's gonna happen is like, like a lot of people are gonna die and like the surviving yeah. people are gonna be the people that like seriously see like the devastation and they kind of like wake up to be like, okay, we can't play that game anymore. Look what, look what all it's caused us. And those I think those people, are the people that are going to like inherit here. I'm not saying this is going to happen tomorrow or in the next thousand years, happening. but they're happening right now, right? They're happening right now. Every day yeah. I'm finding. I mean, it's out. It's always happening. Yeah. We're always learning from our it's mistakes. It's accelerated but. though. It's accelerated by the solar flares that we're passing through right now as we're going through the photon belt at the right. end of the cycle, right? So what the, what the solar flares do is they magnify truth. So if your truth is that you're a miserable demon, <laughs> you will create more of that in those solar flares. If your truth is love, then that will be magnified during the solar flares. My, my shadows are magnified through them. So that's a call for my um, awareness and acceptance and love. And for me to get into the ritual bath, to wash away that layer of awareness that's come up into my auric field. So that's what the bath does. A salt bath actually mimics the womb. So, and so does the ocean. So after every surgery I do, I take a bath and the, or the participant also has to take a baptismal bath to reset the auric field. That's the power of the womb. So, um, when the solar flares happen and I see my darkness, like I'll, my ego re will react to something and then I get to look at it and go, okay. And because I love myself, I can look at it and say, okay, I see you old pattern and I recognize you for what you are. You're nothing but desperation and fear. And then that part of me will integrate further. And the next time I see a challenge like that, it won't trigger me as much, right? Because I have conscious awareness of what my shadows look like now. Whereas okay. when you're in, when you're in mental illness, you can't face it. You'll see it, but you'll, no, you'll, you know, 
because you don't have any real core of worth to yourself. My part of my job is also to help people find their purpose, what they're naturally inclined to do and, and what's coming next for them. So that is, uh, I have people just do a 180 degree turnaround. I once had a lady laying in the hospital with doctors telling her that she was going to die. She was swearing at the doctors and at her family. She was a grandmother and her granddaughter called me and asked me for a healing and I, all I did was reach into her soul through her picture and flipped her heart. And that afternoon, she rolled over in bed, I was told by her granddaughter, and said, love is all that matters, and walked out of the hospital that night and lived on for years after that, happily. Awesome. That's so cool. It is, it's bananas is what it is. <laughs> Amazing. I've had people put down 15 years of heroin use after isolating themselves in basement suites or in downtown, you know, in, in horrible places. And those, though, that person, the elder lady and one of the heroin people uh, didn't even know they were getting a healing. A lot of people would say, oh, but it, it's, it's the mind is expecting the healing. Those people didn't have a clue and to this day have no idea that they were given a healing through me. Are you giving me healing? <laughs> uh, if you pay me the right price. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Okay. It's got to be an exchange. This is what I've learned through 13 years of experience. My when exchange do, will be thankfulness. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, if I could pay my rent with that, I would be so happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> See, I now you're buying into the Luciferian. What happens is when I go to adjust people's karma and do this work, my own um, shadow comes into me, my demon self or whatever comes in, fills me up. So the darkness can't see me while I'm fiddling around with it, right? And removing things. And if the, my ego isn't paid, the way spirit shows me it is you give me a piece of your flesh and I give you a piece of mine. And if I don't take that balancing exchange, I end up paying the price. So for instance, I did a session for my best friend and for a homeless woman who was a heroin addict. The next day, because the heroin addict could not have paid me even if she wanted to, and she did want to, um, I didn't see her at all. But the next day I was suicidal. And all I could see was my best friend coming up in my face, in my mind's eye, over and over again. And what Spirit said to me was that because she could pay me, that um, my subconscious knew that, and so I ended up absorbing her, the part that she didn't give me. You see what I'm saying? There always has to be a sacrifice in order to make a gain because of the karmic law. Right. So I can I do understand. light work for free all the time. And I do. I do charity work all the time. I give advice on, based on my experience. I uh, help animals all the time. I've saved hundreds of animals' lives for free. And like that old lady, I saved for free. But uh, yeah, I definitely need to make a living for myself. And this is what I'm best at. So I really enjoy doing it. it really do, you, do you still do the hair, hair cutting, hairdressing too? Or? Mostly only for friends that have been with me for a long time. And I just love them so much. But I don't have a chair in my home anymore, which I used to. Um, and I don't work at a salon, which I did for years. But yeah, the hair thing is small potatoes compared to what I can do in a session with somebody. 
it's a very specialized gift and I'm grateful to have been activated and initiated so that I could share it with everyone at this time when it's needed so much. It's like we all have to unpack from all the damage our ancestors had to them, done to them. Like I had a, I pulled a full, full term stillborn child out of a woman's root chakra my last session. And she had so many issues with her firstborn child. Um, and that's what ended up healing it, right? Well, she said the next day, just magical things happened. They suddenly started talking again. So it's, it's really interesting how the etheric is so directly connected to the random problems in our lives that we would never guess that a doctor would never prescribe or, or diagnose that way. But that's the, that's the beauty of the Akashic records, right? Like we were talking about the Akashic library. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about, um, about alien, aliens? Do you, have, do you ever? Uh, I was going to say, I'm basically just a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just kidding. Aliens, I have a lot of experience with um, because I've met the Arcturian Council. Well, okay. and that was very interesting in that I actually became them. They were a group that came from my head and were in a circle around me as though I was one of them in the circle. They were nine feet tall. They had pure white poreless skin. They had um, very long legs and arms and fingers and toes and feet. They had no belly buttons, no genitalia whatsoever, no nipples. They had gigantic bulbous heads with big black eyes and cheekbones like mine, big cheekbones. And their hair started at the crown around here like an old man, but was very long and white and straight. And their message for me mm -hmm. was that like this, like a wave pattern going one way and then the other, a weft, a weave, mm -hmm. choice, choice is one of those wefts and belief is another. And when they cross, we create the material. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like quantum physics a little bit, right? Choice and belief weave the world is what they said. So that was their wisdom. They live in the crown chakra. They express themselves through the crown chakra. You will not be able to reach benevolence if your crown chakra is blocked because they come through that. So aliens, what they've taught me is that they do not manifest in form, they come through the avatar of human. The reptilians through the root, the Arcturians through the crown, the Palladians through the heart, the Syrians through the throat, and so on and so forth. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. the human avatar is the galaxies, is the universes. You are a parallel universe to me. There is no other, it's all us. Um, when I did uh, a ceremony on magic mushrooms, I saw the Quetzalcoatl outside my bedroom window in the sky. He filled up the sky and he was a gigantic Chinese dragon with rainbow scales and fins or feathers where fins should be. Does that make sense? Yeah. He had a giant Chinese dragon jaw, you know, like the big square jaw. Mm -hmm. And the dragon knows, and he had a billion eyeballs. And spirit told me, this is our body. This is us. <laughs> and each eyeball is a perspective. So even though there's, there was a billion, say, 
that's just a, a metaphor for all of the perspectives of God through each different eyeball and each eyeball is a soul. And that's why we're all different. We all have to have a different perspective because we're all one. And, and what God wants is to see and experience the world or itself through every single possible potential perspective. Right. That makes sense. Because it's bored just being, you know, in the abyss. So it does all this crazy stuff. So, yeah, because death is really boring. <laughs> Life is everything. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I can see that you're tired and I'm getting tired. as I well. am. I just, I've been going hard all day. I'm sorry I didn't need to power out on you here. Nate, I think his computer crashed again. He's trying to get on, but yeah, we're down to uh, one minute here. So um, yeah, so it's been great talking to you. Sorry, sorry, we kind of last minute. Uh, Not at all, us, but it's all it all worked out. Yeah, it was. And brilliant. I wish I wish you the best. Thank you so much, brother. And, I appreciate uh, it. Maybe we'll we'll uh, chat again sometime. I would love that. Can I just say my uh, website again? Is many sure. Of course. And what's, right. your, what's your, do you have a TikTok as well? I do. And I believe it's many birds as well. I try to be <laughs> pretty uh, consistent with that. It's a very, very important name for me, even though I didn't understand it for the first 10 years I had it, but spirit has taught me over time. Did you ever see that TikTok where the girl plays the flute? She has this purple flute. Search it, search flute player. Yeah. And it's yeah, really, she's really good. Nice. I love TikTok so much, mostly 